You're listening to The Marketing Trench, the official podcast where no real estate professional gets left behind in the pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. A podcast designed to help you build the foundation of a powerful real estate career. Join real estate experts Ricardo Bueno, Marketing Technology Director at West, Dustin Stevie, CEO of Lighthouse Escrow, and Scott Shang, partner at Bywise Mortgage and founder of Find My Way Home, as they bring you real-world strategies, marketing ideas, and solutions straight from the trench. All right, welcome to the Marketing Trench podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about using video uh, and uh, growing your business through video, especially through personal storytelling. And my good friend, Chris Kwan of Compass Real Estate is joining us today. Chris, how you doing? I am well. I'm alive. Thanks, thanks for coming <laughs> on, I really appreciate it. No, I'm glad to be here. So Chris and I have been working together for, I don't know, four or five years now at least. And, uh, you know, when Chris first met, uh, first came to Lighthouse and we first met, I mean, he was the hardworking agent who was going anywhere he could go to get business. And it's just been amazing to watch his career just skyrocket because Chris, uh, you know, like I told these guys when I was introducing you, you're just, you're just one of these genuine people who really is great at your craft, but also you're sincere in your approach and you connect with people and that comes through in your video storytelling. And so one of the first things I wanted to do was just ask you, what drove you to pick up the camera for the first time and start telling stories on video? Definitely not real estate. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I think it all just, it was the right timing. I had a, a, I was obviously in real estate, but I also had my first kid. And so picking up a camera was just kind of the the thing to do, right? Because I just wanted to capture everything my, my daughter was doing on first step, first burp, first, you know, diaper, Uh, everything. Right. Um, so I have always had the camera with me, but I was also, I started, um, we started working together. I was with a company, uh, that was heavy on video when really nobody was doing video. Mm -hmm. And so I got a lot of influence working with that company. Uh, and then it was just kind of, I just kind of put all this stuff together and I was like, okay, I'm going to use it for, for real estate. And um, yeah, it's been it's ever since. So it's been like four or five years. Oh wow! So you you started filming your kids. When did you uh, when did you really actually start seeing video become valuable as a tool for marketing and real estate? You know, it was surprisingly like when I when I was with that company, there were a lot of, like before I joined that company, there were a few agents in my previous the previous company that I was in was that was like. Yeah, that guy over there, he's doing video, but it's video is really, it's, it's not, trust me, it's not worth it. Right. (laughs) It was, that was the, that was the call. Like I was at a, I was at an older tradition. That was the mentality. It was like, you know, video was like, well, that's just a waste of time. It's just kind of showy. It's really not going to help you with your business. Oh, uh, Make, Make your phone calls, go on your appointment. Like those type of stuff is like still important, but they were just like, that's, what's going to get you the business. And, um, I like the shiny penny of it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is something <laughs> that I that I could dig, right? And so um, I, I like the traditional stuff, but honestly, it's like if I had to do that every single day, I'd, I'd probably blow my brains out. <laughs> it's, just, it's so boring, you know? It's like, it's so methodical and it's just, there's not, there's just no personality to it, I just felt like. But uh, I, I really, I really liked the video aspect of it. It was very, very intriguing to me. Chris, when you started your business, did you, can you kind of walk me through your process? Like what was your first year in the business like and how much of that has changed now? Yeah. So my first year in the business, I had no idea. I was transitioning from a a sports industry. Um, And so I got into real estate and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to get my real estate (laughs) license because I don't have to work in an office, right? I could just be I could be out, make my own schedule. And literally that first year I was in the office like all the time. And I was like, this is, this is BS. Um, so, um, but no, I joined a team, uh, a, a lot of young uh, real estate agents who were just getting into the business. And we had two mentors that were in the business for like 10 or 15 or 20 years, really smart individuals and uh, built a culture um, and just did a lot of the, the, the traditional style of, of, 
real estate practice, right? Which was like door knocking, um, open houses, um, right. just kind of trying to, you know, just like all that traditional stuff. So I was like, we did that all the time. You know, we'd door knock literally. Uh, we'd have our meetings in the morning, go door knock in the afternoon, and we'd be done by three. And that was every day. Uh, and then um, what was the second part of your question? No, I'm just saying, like, how much of that has changed? How much of your process has changed compared to today? Oh, it's like 180 degrees. I don't, I don't, <laughs> oh, wow. I, don't I mean, I do door knock when prior to COVID, right? <laughs> yeah. I do door knock, but I don't door knock as much as I used to before. Like before, I had no other choice, but now I have other streams of business that keeps me busy. That's a lot easier, like, you know, to, to handle, right? So um, first year in the business, I did 25. I didn't know if that was good or not. I just thought that was a, a normal number. That's uh, awesome. It was, it was a good deal. It was a, yeah. Um, I was on a 50% split with my, my mentor. Yeah. And that was the first year that I hit six, a six figure income. That's awesome. So even on the 50% split. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm giving away 50% of my income. <laughs> what am I doing? Not at, like, had, not at all. That was a killer investment. If you made six figures in your first year in real estate by yeah. simply making an investment in that mentor, it sounds like he got you off to the right track. That's yeah, awesome. no, it was, it was definitely, uh, it was probably the best ROI. And I tell people all the time, like, you, you've got to join a team. You got to join a team or a good team, right? A good team. It, it's and hard. So, you get stuck with the, the excitement of, I want to be my own boss and I want to capture all of the business, all of the dollars, right? Oh, no, 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 no. But yeah, a lot of people think that I way. I didn't think that way at all. When no, I no, no. I'm out. saying a lot of people do think that way. Oh, gotcha. No, I, I would say I was very terrified. Like I, my very first deal, I probably said hi and bye to the client. And <laughs> literally the, my mentor who was, who was helping me did the entire transaction and I just shadowed her. And, uh, I was like, this is scary. Like this guy's trying to buy a house. Why is he coming to me? Oh, I got a real estate license. Oh, crap. <laughs> no, no, I was so, terrified. So Chris, I was so mortified. I was like, I didn't know what to do. How long ago was that, Chris? How, how long, when did you that start? Was 2012. Yeah. 2012. So what, you started doing video four or five years ago? Yeah. So 2000, I would say 2014, 15, uh, like 15. 15 is when I actually started doing video. And at what point did you realize that that had fundamentally changed the way that you do your business? I didn't see it right away, actually. It was just more of a, um, it was a very, uh, it was a curiosity for me. It was an interest for me that you also helped me just kind of add something to my marketing. Like, cause I, I felt like the more content that I created, it was, it was just a way for me to build up my resume. So then when I go into an appointment, like I can show them, hey, I have this, I have this to show, you know, and it was just a, a creative way for me to be able to, to present. And so I just felt it was just a, a good investment in, in my business. I didn't think it would be one of my main pillars of business now. I had no idea back then. It what, just kind of worked out that way. What gave you the motivation or the confidence when you had those voices literally telling you, oh, that'll never work. That's not how you go about it. Well, I mean, I was, I always had pretty good perspective. Like I, I knew the company that I was, that I first got into was a very traditional, it's been around the business for like, you know, 40 or 50 years. Like they were just a very traditional way. Like yeah. the people in there were, were very cool, very nice, very professional, but they were just were old school. Yeah. And, um, you know, me, a younger buck coming into town, I felt like, <laughs> oh, you know, social media, like, look at this. Right? So, um, I didn't know any better. I just, I just, it, honestly, a lot of the things fell into place just because I made right decisions. Um, I don't think necessarily they were like, if somebody were to tell me now, like video, 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 um, you know, I may or may not listen to them. I just, I just kind of, I just, I just maneuvered the way I maneuvered and yeah. it just happened to work out that way. And what, when, what kind of stuff were you shooting early on? So um, I actually wasn't shooting. I was I was I had a videographer uh, who was working with the company, okay. and through my frustrations of working through that process, because <laughs> he would shoot and send me back the edits, and I'd be like, "Oh, can you cut this out? Can you do this? Can you change this? Can you change that?" And it would take like several days to a week before I got any edits back, and I was like, 
man, this is like sorcery. Like I don't, I don't know how to. I don't, like I don't know how to do this. Like this for, person knows how to like do for, this. Like for for how big or small of a segment. Like how no, big or it small. Be, it could have been like it could have been like, hey, can you trim off two seconds of it? Like I, I didn't yeah. know. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this stuff. I'm gonna learn it. And I found iMovie, and I was like, oh, this kidding me? Come on, like. Uh, you can't do like I just yeah. So through those frustrations, I decided to to learn the process and learn how to how to do video. So when you when you when you decided I'm going to start doing video, did you have a strategy? Like did you did you have a a formula of what type of content and what type of frequency you were going to do it, or did you just if you had an idea, you just turned on the camera? The second actually. So. Um, I knew that I my editing skills and my shooting and all my knowledge of video was very, very small or not very good in the very beginning. So I wanted to get to a certain level before I actually started incorporating video into like my real estate. So um, I took it upon myself to learn as much as I could every single day. And once I got to a point where I felt like it was, um, you know, I, I, read, I reached that bar, at least that minimum bar, then I started doing it. In terms of frequency, I'm a millennial. So for me, frequency is not an issue. Like I'm on the phone all the time. Like I could I could bust this stuff out. Like it's just intuitively like, oh, I gotta, I gotta post, right? You know, it's like, go to the bathroom. Oh, I gotta post something. I gotta, I gotta go, you know, what do we mean? Post, like, it's just, it's just, it's built, it's hardwired into me. Yeah. Uh, now it's a little bit more structured to I know like these are my goals every single week. This is how much stuff that I need to put out. And uh, even still to that point, I um, I don't think I have a content calendar, although I do have ideas written down on a notebook or like in my notepad in my phone. Like like I go, okay, well, I want to get to this uh, one, one day and I'll, I'll go through the list. But a lot of the stuff that I do put out is more stuff that's present, like things that are that I'm nurturing right now or things that I'm working on. So that keeps me busy. So when you're when you're meeting new prospects um, or you're meeting somebody for the first time, or let's say you're door knocking, are you um, are you talking about your 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 channel and your videos? Are you introducing that to people? Are you saying how you can learn more about me and the stuff that I do here on this channel? And and I guess kind of the second part of that question is, how often do you have people just recognize you? because of all of the video that you do? Um, recognize me. I don't know. I get weird looks at the market sometimes. <laughs> and so I think, I think these people go, that guy looks familiar. You know, like I, I get that all the time. You know, that funny feeling that just like you get. Yeah. It wasn't the pink bunny slippers you were wearing. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if like, I, sometimes I get, I do get recognized uh, in public, but oftentimes I'm like, yeah, they're giving me a weird look. They either either recognize me, they don't like me, or they're out of company. Yeah, right. I don't know. Um, but you know, I I try and put in as much content. Do I really promote it? Like, like, hey, you should follow me on this or that. Uh, I don't push that a whole lot in 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 the public because I feel like if I do my job to put myself out there in the places that these people are at. I think the the connection is a lot stronger when they come and find me, as opposed to me go go to them. So I'm always I always teeter totter between that those two, um, because uh, once they do follow, like like I'll get people who reach out to me and go, "Hey, I've been following you for like two years." I'm like, <laughs> great, like that's like I'm doing like I'm doing something right then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so it's, that's it. That's interesting you say that, Chris, because I, I do a lot of writing. And it's the same sort of thing. You'll have somebody that'll send an email and they'll say, hey, I've been reading your stuff for five years or something like that. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's, it's amazing how it, it really is amazing. People don't, you know, as content creators, you can't rely on that instant feedback necessarily. You just have to know because people don't usually raise, they don't always raise their hands until they're ready, but I mean, even if that was the first person that came back to you and said, hey, I've been watching you for two years, you would instantly be like, oh, my gosh, how many other people are there out there that are like that, right? Yeah, so I had um, – it was interesting you say that. So I had this um, this lady that I interviewed with 
several years ago. It was for a listing. I, I can't recall exactly what it was, but she reached out to me. She's been, we've been connected on LinkedIn for the past three years or whatever since we met. She ultimately ended up going with an agent and I, I didn't get the job, um, but we stay connected. And, you know, I, I post stuff on LinkedIn and, and uh, she reached out to me the other day, just out of the blue and was yeah. like, hey, um, I can see based off of everything that you do that you're very you, you just care about your business. And that's somebody who I would want to work with. I, I regret not working with you back then um, because I made an easy, easy choice and easy could be like cheaper or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Right, exactly. Right. But she was like, Hey, if there's, if, if I ever have the opportunity to buy or sell real estate again, I'm going to use you. And I thought that was very interesting because I, I do put a lot of work, a lot of time into everything that I do. And so to have somebody actually recognize that I, I do that, that's, that Super was the reinforcing. Kind of, yeah. I don't know if it was, re, it was just kind of a shock to me because yeah. I, I just didn't think about it that way. I didn't think like people would, would, would think about like, I, I put so much effort into my, I don't know, like I, for some reason I didn't just think that way, but I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do put a lot of work and everything to that, that I do. And so it's for other people to recognize that, I think that's like the highest compliment that I could get. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about we talk a lot about trust assets, right? And creating assets around your business that build trust. And video, I think, is is by far the absolute biggest impact you can make on somebody because they get to see your personality and your passion. You don't sure. get that in a blog post or a comment or something like that. Um, and, and so that's that's super powerful. So Dustin was just showing your channels. Where are you distributing your content? Are you doing are you doing unique content for different channels or are you recording it once and then distributing it? There are certain, there are certain pieces of content that I'll put out on everything, but it's very intentional um, because it's a piece that I want to try and reach because every single channel has a separate audience. Some of them overlap, but it's just a very small percentage that overlap. And so oftentimes I, I put it on all of them if it's a content that I want everybody to see, but I usually try and keep them very separate um, and they're very um, different, right? So like my Facebook personal page is very different from my business page and then my Instagram and then my Instagram stories, like, um, and then my YouTube, my YouTube, I, I look at my YouTube channel as like my resume. So I don't ever post anything on there that that's in, and I, I don't really post anything inappropriate anyway, but if it's borderline inappropriate, I don't put it on there. Or if it's a little too personal, I don't put it on there. It's just, it's like my, my business page. Your highlight reel. So YouTube is yeah. strictly business where we saw your Instagram and you had pictures of your adorable daughter. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of stuff yeah, mixed yeah. in there. It was personal and business. Yeah. Instagram, I, is, I do both. YouTube is all business. Yeah. YouTube is all business. My my business page is all business. My personal page on my Facebook is fun. It's typically like I'm not like I, I'll sprinkle a couple of things of real estate in there, but I would say 90% of what I post on my personal page is like non real estate related. Do you have a staff? How do you have time to sell real estate? <laughs> sounds so like a lot of places. Have a I have a, a full time administrative staff, but the way that, that I'm able to justify how much, why I'm able to do all this is because I actually enjoy doing all that stuff. So I actually don't look at it as work. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask myself, like, there was a point in time where there was this, uh, there was this high performer, high performer in, in San Diego. And uh, there was a comment made where like this lady was like, hey, I'm thinking about shooting my own photos for my property. And he made a comment and was like, look, if you want to be, if you want to do that, you might as well just become a photographer. Like, don't be a real estate agent. So I took that and I was like, you know, him being a top performer at the time I was working there. And I thought about that and I was like, well, if, if you find, if there's a good ROI in it, right. I mean, beyond the, the hundred or 200 bucks that you would save by shooting your you know, own photos. If there's a, a big ROI in it, then I could justify that. And I think what I came to the conclusion was, is that I enjoyed it. It was something that I was just passionate about. So I find a lot of value in being able to do that. I, it's not for everybody. Well, an ROI doesn't have to be monetary. The, the, your ROI yeah, exactly. was your ROI was personal development. Yeah. Uh, essentially. Sure. Right. For sure. How, how much do you, 
so I, I'm a big content creator. I write a lot. Um, but I know that through the act of writing and researching and the type of content, I know if I'm going to put content out there, I'm hypersensitive to it being accurate. How, how much have you seen that sort of influence? Did it, did it make you, do you think you're a better, uh, uh, do you think you're better at your job now because of the attention that you had to put into putting content out there in the public? Mm. So whoever thought that we would all be <laughs> and only be be able to rely on like video and Zoom and social media, like <laughs> nobody thought that was going to happen, right? And if you think about it, like there was a lot of coaches in real estate over the last year or two years have been really pushing video and slowly agents have, have been kind of getting into it. But begrudgingly. And all, yeah, and, yeah. And then all of a sudden one day, it all turns to crap and everybody's like, okay, Amazon, where can I get the camera? Where can I, you know, like <laughs> everybody's like trying to learn how to do this stuff. So people who have actually had a, a resume or a portfolio of video content or social media. Had a, had a huge years, head start. Like these guys are killing it right now. Absolutely killing it. No dip in their business whatsoever. Like maybe the first yeah. week they all had that Sam order and maybe you could think of that as a vacation. But all mm -hmm. of them are like, yeah, my business is up like from last year. Cool. Crazy. I mean, it's it really is. And it's it's tough for me to be able to sometimes I'll go to showings and I, I talk to agents and I'll say, Hey, how are you guys doing? And they're like, Man, we're really struggling. And I go and look, and maybe they're a little bit of a newer agent, or maybe they they uh, just don't have a lot of experience or whatever, and they're really struggling right now. And so, you know, it's just, it, who would have thought really? Who would have thought we'd be all at home? Yeah. Well, if you're just joining us, we're interviewing Chris Kwan of Compass Real Estate. Chris has worked with a number of uh, top brokerages here in Orange County. And, and last year or so, made the move over to Compass. It's been really amazing to watch this. And Chris is a video uh, extraordinary, just a videographer extraordinaire. I mean, he's just got a real a real eye for storytelling and, and uh, you know, phot photography and the whole nine. And so we're really digging into the subject of growing your business through video and not just the traditional sorts of things you might think about stuff we've talked about in the past, you know, uh, open house tours or market updates, but, but other content, Chris, where do you source your content? You've talked a little bit about your family. You've talked a little bit about the industry, but you know, how, how do you know if something's going to make a good story and where are you sourcing that? I source, I, I put out content that I enjoy because going back to a previous point, like I, I don't want to attract the people that I wouldn't enjoy working with. And I find that the content that I put out is, is, is a big reason why they want to work with me or not want to work with me. Mm -hmm. So I may lose out on some business, but I think my, my mental state and my quality of life is going to be a lot better because I'm going to enjoy the people that I yeah. So there's a little bit of sacrifice there. Like you have to, that's a, that's a bold, that's a bold decision that somebody has to make because oftentimes we're like, I'll work with anybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you abuse me, like I'm going to work with you. Like I'm going to close, <laughs> like, no, I'm just, I'm going to do what I can. Right. Mm -hmm. And I went through that mistake. I worked with some people that I was like, man, this is, I come home stressed out, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just frustrated and I didn't want to live that way. So I, I put out content that I enjoy and I, it, what it does is it attracts the people that actually enjoys it. And I tend to work with them. I, I want to push back on that a little bit because I'm not quite sure I understand. So when you say content, you enjoy, enjoy how do you mean like enjoy to make, enjoy to consume what you think your audience would enjoy to consume? What does that mean exactly? So there is board like so I I have to be conscious when it comes to business stuff business content I do have to be um, I do have to walk on that fine line of professionalism and personalization right so I want to make sure that it's not wrong it's not inappropriate like I, I want to make sure that it's good so but at the same time like the things that I really enjoy I mean I enjoy playing with so post about them I, I post a lot of, with them regarding real estate too so I'll put those two together. And I'll post things about like hobbies and stuff. So like a lot of people, like I enjoy equipment, like video equipment, cameras and stuff like that. Like I, I may not know everything. So I'll post some stuff that I'm like, hey, this is, I'm, this is a new piece of equipment I'm trying out. Or maybe I have a question about this. And people 
people generally like that. I mean, people are honestly surprised sometimes that they're like, oh, I didn't know you like that kind of stuff or, you know, whatever. So I posted things that about food. I like to eat too much, <laughs> um, you know, and like coffee and like all this other stuff. And I think that's just, that's just, I think that's, that's me. Right. And so I just put it out there. So you record on what? What? Let's talk about equipment for a minute. What are you recording on? What are you editing on? Um, man, I, I have this problem of of, of Amazon shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so I have I have quite a few things that I shoot on. Quite don't <laughs> you sitting over there? Um, so, um, but my main cameras, I, I really like Sony. I really like Canon. Um, so I have a, a a few different options to shoot over there. Um, I shoot a lot with my phone. So like I'm a big Apple person, so I, Apple products are, are very, I'm very keen on. Um, but, you know, like we need like stabilizers, like gimbals for like real estate. So I have that. And then that leads to like getting better audio. So I go and buy speakers and then mics and stuff like that. And then lighting is important. And then it's like this, this, this hole that you go down. Yeah, it's a rabbit it's like, hole. It's like wormhole. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just like in la la land. You're like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> Amazon boxes are all surrounding you. Like, okay, this is this is the life. But but it's, I mean, almost, but it's your hobby, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's your job, but it's, it's an expensive it's really hobby. Just a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> it's relative. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I I purchase that stuff because I want it. I want my production to be. I want the lady to be better, and also like I want to try stuff. Like, if it's a good option and it's it's, it, I could share it with somebody else, and I'll do that. Um, so I'll, I'll tend to be the guinea pig on some of that stuff. So you pull out your camera, let's just assume you're going to do something for Instagram and it's your, it's your daughter, right? And it's maybe playtime. Like for example, there's this video of you setting up the whole pop-up tent, uh, out in the, out on the balcony, right? <laughs> and it looks like a camper and you're doing the campfire and the whole nine, yeah. right? You pull out your phone, your kids, you want them to do the thing. They don't do the thing. Are you like, just get whatever you can get or are you like kids? Okay. Now this is what I need you to do. You know, <laughs> play the director role. How do you, how does that work for no, you? They, they don't listen to me. Uh, yeah. They're not at that age where they're like, okay, okay, dad, I'm going to do that. Like <laughs> they just do whatever they like. And sometimes it comes out great. I'm, like my daughter is a natural on camera. She likes to talk. Like I hit that record button and she just goes for days. <laughs> pretty good content like i could be able to share that um whereas to my other son like he just he just like you know he, he could be a volcano he like erupts <laughs> and, and then like you know so um i don't plan any of that out with the kids but all the other stuff i do try to plan out if i can what, what does that planning process look like for you yeah i have to understand the intention of of that story that in my head first for be, for me to be able to make it and I knew that very early on. I was like, okay, if I think of something in my head, I should I should have the skill set to be able to put that into a video and edit it. And if I didn't have that yet, that means I wasn't good enough with the editing program. And so, like, that's how I trained myself. I was like, okay, how do I learn how to do that? So I would I would teach myself how to do that. And I learned all of that through YouTube. Oh, like, wow. I just YouTubed it and then found it, learned it, tried it, and it was just a trial and error process. Uh, and then I just started to get better and better and repetition just got more natural with it. So I can pretty much, pretty much if I think it, I could be able to, I could edit it. You said something is, interesting that I want to, I want to kind of dig into a little more. You had said that you needed to know that you, you had like an intention for your videos. Now that there, you got it onto the kind of editing component of, can I actually make the video? Um, but what is this intention component? Can you talk about that? Like what, do you have like one purpose for the video or I, I, I'm, it's inter it's interesting to me. Um, so uh, uh, give me a little bit more to work with. What do you, yeah. You so for example, um, I don't, are you familiar with Aaron Sorkin? Who's a writer. He, he did a few good men, the West wing, uh, newsroom. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So he has this masterclass and he says that any good drama has uh, a sort of like a clothesline philosophy. And what the clothesline philosophy is intention an obstacle. And if you have intention and obstacle, you hang the rest of the story off on that. Right. And for, so for him, the intention is the thing that like motivates the pro protagonist to wherever they're going. And then the obstacle is the thing that makes the video or the story worth hanging around for, because obviously they get, you know, they get interrupted and it's like, okay, how are they going to get to the thing they want to get to while being interrupted? 
So when you when you said, you know, I've got an intention for this video, is this like I've got like a message I want to communicate or is it more like I want to try an, an interesting editing trick and maybe kind of put a story around it? Like what is that intention for you? I think all of the above. Like I I try to get I try to dig in deeper to understand the structure of storytelling. Um, you know, a, a big, uh, um, you know, iconic athlete that I used to follow was Kobe Bryant. And as he transitioned over into his later, later life, he was into storytelling. Mm -hmm. And if you actually had a chance to read some of his, like his kids' books, they're very, very good in terms uh -huh. of like trying to story. And so, like I always was, I was interested in that after he, he obviously, you know, left the Lakers and stuff. And just the way that people actually think about storytelling is like they get you on top of a cliff and they want you to like peek down, but like, do you jump off? Do you not? Like, I like that. I, I like kind of that, that kind of aspect of it. Um, but I would never say I've broken it down scientifically or through, through what you just explained, like, okay, this, it has to have this and this and this to make it a, an effective story. Um, I just end up like, sometimes I just talk about like random stuff and just like ask a question. Like I, I want interaction. I want some type of a emotional, like a, a connect with the person that's looking at it. So I wouldn't say it's a very strategic in, in the way that you described it, but um, you know, I'll bounce, I'll bounce, I'll bounce back and forth between a lot of different things that I'm thinking about. How do you know though, if the idea that you have in your head is a bad one? I don't. <laughs> oh, that's You'll interesting. Know in about 30 days and how many views. Yeah. Can you, can yeah, you sometimes Sometimes I'm so excited about putting out a video and I press upload and I press, I press it and it goes out. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is going to be great. And like, <laughs> nobody, nobody, uh, yeah, no, no, like, <laughs> nothing. And then you publish one that you're like, man, I guess I'll publish this and it blows up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You know, like I, I was talking to my coach uh, the day before yesterday and she was like that video that you put out the other day, we, you know, there was another agent who shared it with their entire team. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like, that's kind of cool. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be a hit or not. Like, you just don't know what people like sometimes. Have you, have you ever poured yourself? I mean, okay, let me let me let me just qualify this question for a second. When I watch your videos, I feel like they have a lot of heart and soul, right? Like you're really putting yourself out there. You're uh, opening up the Komodo, as it were, and just being like, hey, here's who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I love. Have you ever taken that risk and had it not gone well? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was one time where uh, I worked with this, um, with these uh, clients to helping them sell their home. Um, honestly, like I, I got them what they, what they asked for. They got a, they sold it within like a week. They got full asking offer. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> it closed in 30, every, every, like everything on paper. Fantastic. Right. And they were just completely dissatisfied. They wrote bad reviews on me. And I was like, man, what is, what is wrong with these people? And like, I actually was heated because I actually gave it my all. Like I really gave them everything that I could. Right. And they, it was a highest sale in the community, like all sorts of stuff. And I ended up making this video in response to their, their Yelp review. And it was like very, like, I wasn't thinking about it. Um, I pointed out things of the transaction i was like look i did this and this and this and then you know whatever uh and then i look back now and i go that, that was probably very immature for me to do that was very early on that was like several years ago so yeah you, you do stuff like that you're not supposed to do and you learn from them um did you get have, negative feedback from that experience i got a lot of love from that that feedback there was a few people that are like whoa i didn't expect you to do that but there was a couple of agents I, i'm sure like as agents, like we go through like the ringer sometimes with some really difficult clients, right? We get beat up. And so oftentimes they don't, they don't know how to deal with that. And then some, sometimes I would have people come up to me and go, wow, that was really cool that you did that. Um, but in hindsight, it's not, you know, it's not good to do stuff like that. Like if that's their opinion, that's their opinion. You just move on. Like you just grow from it. Not going to please everybody. I've got more questions, but I, I've been hogging the airtime. So. <laughs> you haven't. Go, Dustin. Keep, it's your keep going. Okay. We hogged earlier. So, okay, great. That's awesome. So so my next question uh, for you, Chris, is now that we do have more people who are interested in doing video, um, 
what would you say are maybe three or four common things that you see out in the industry that people are doing with video that drive you nuts or you think <laughs> that's a mistake or, or maybe you just feel like ah, I wouldn't do it that way. I definitely have a, a like a self standard. So there are things I would never, I, I actually don't look at stuff and say that's wrong. Like they shouldn't be doing that. Like I, I actually don't think that at all. Um, there are just certain things that I just don't do. Right. Like I, I look at a video and I go, that's cool. Or that's probably not my taste. I would either do that or not do that. Like, I think I go into that mode. Um, what I would say now is I just, if you look at the industry now, like you can't do open houses, you can't do broker opens. I mean, literally in the last couple of months, you don't see any open house signs. Mailers are like non-existent right now. I mean, they're probably going to come out here in just a little bit, but really all that sweat equity that you, that you could do before, if you didn't have the check equity, like it's gone. So how are else are you going to how else are you going to market yourself now mm -hmm. and like honestly for a person who never has never done that before and they're going into the living room with me now to compete for a job the only way they're winning that business is by reducing their fee that's the only way that they're going to win that business and by that they're actually crippling themselves because all of a sudden really they're not making that much money they're not spending any money on advertising. They're doing a disservice to the client and they're just hurting the industry yeah. right? in order to make a few bucks. So that's how I look at it. Can you talk to us about your standard? What are some of the things that are uh, on your standard list? Um, like in terms of specifically? You said, yeah, you, so you, you, have, you have things that just like, I, I would do this. What are those things? Um, so I know that like I have a certain style, right? So in terms of like technical style, like I want to make sure that the audio is good. I want to make sure that the lighting is good. I want to make sure that the, the color grade is good. The composition is good. Like that's just my standard. And then just me being able to just talk and then have it be an effective video, like getting my point across, whatever that is, right? So if I'm selling a property, I've got to make sure that I'm selling that property. Like these are the benefits of this property and why you should buy this house. I got to, I got to really relay a message um, through video somehow. Um, so those I would say are like my standards. And then I have a certain style, right? That I that I typically like that I feel like is uh, you know creative, but also like professional. Like I hits all those, those little buttons. Um, but beyond that, I don't I don't have anything else. Like that's that's important to me. So what what would you say then uh, informs your taste the most? Are there any videographers or other agents or people you follow on social media that you're like you know these people they inspire me? Yeah, no, I think a lot of the people like there's a ton of people on YouTube. There's a ton of people on Instagram. You know, I spend a lot of time on those platforms just to kind of see what other people are doing. And I gravitate to the people that I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. Very interesting perspective on the way he, uh, he you know, puts. Um, so I'll follow a lot of those people. And every for everybody, it's different. Right. So on YouTube, I'll go on YouTube and, you know, let's say I'm looking for for cameras or for anything like I. I'll go and search for that kind of stuff and I'll find somebody that I really like and, you know, follow them and just get to know them. And I, I think that's how it works for consumers when it comes to real estate, right? They, they, they'll follow you, they'll watch you, they like what you're doing and they get sold on your So like, I just want to recreate that experience because I go through that all the time. Are to you be, using, oh, are you using any of your content to do like, uh, do you run ads? using a lot of your video content? Yeah. Do you do yeah, yeah. like YouTube pre-roll ads and Facebook ads and all that? Yeah, so Facebook for sure. Um, I, I get people all the time that are like, man, you're on Facebook all the time. <laughs> like, could be a good or bad, right? Like, like get off my Facebook channel, right? Or <laughs> I, you know, like Instagram, YouTube. I've had a couple clients this week just reach out to me and say, hey, I've, I saw you on YouTube. And they send me a screenshot of their plasma screen because they're watching YouTube on- Oh, on that's YouTube. awesome. Yeah, so- I'm like, oh, cool. Those ads are working, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I try, I try and make it, uh, um, I got to put myself out there. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to find out better ways to do that, right? So it's, I wouldn't say I'm a master at it. It's just one of those things where it's a trial and error, like, oh, this works. Or maybe it, you know, maybe it only works now. Maybe it's not going to six months from now that I got to shift over to. And do you uh, have specific calls to action in your, in your videos? So I have a very interesting perspective on this. 
Um, I d there was a lot of agents who do like the lead capture. Yeah. Like, hey, like um, I'll show you this property. I'll show you one picture. If you go to this website and if you enter your information, then I'll give you everything else. Like it's kind of one of those. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and I know that can be effective for getting contact information sometimes, but I just like to create brand awareness. And I like to have people be aware of my brand so that they could actually do some research to find out who I am. If I put enough content out there, they'll go and search, you know, on their own to see if like, hey, this person isn't, they know what he's doing or if they like me or not or whatever. And so that way they can kind of come back to me when the time is right. Um, and so is that the, probably the most effective business? I, you could probably argue not. That's just the way that I do it. So if you look at my ads, I give you everything. Here's the photo. Here's the property website. It has all the information there. Has everything about me, and, and then it has additional links for like my social channel. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. So I am very big on brand awareness, not lead generation. And I I could probably debate this with a hundred different agents, and they will tell me a hundred different things. So that's just the way that I look at it. So so the, you know, there's this premise out there that you need to always be asking for the sale right? You have to always be asking for the sale, but you're kind of taking the opposite of that. You're just saying, here I am. This is just me. I'm a normal guy. If you're connecting with me, if I make a connection, people are just reaching out to you and calling you. What, do you have to have some sort of, are you at least just saying, if you have questions, you can reach me here? Uh, are you yeah, doing there's any kind of calls to action? Sure. I mean, there's got to be a little bit like if you if you want more information, here's my contact. I got to leave it there. Right. There's got to be a little bit of a call to action. It can't just be like, here's a video. And then no, like, yeah, I we definitely have to have a way for them to contact you because that would be the intention of the video. But at the same time, it's I just don't shove it down their throats. It's very. And they can contact you directly without having to go through a lead capture gateway. Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't. um who is that? Like, uh, I just put out the information out there yep. and I just give the advice and I don't ask people for their information in order for them to collect that. Um, I just, I, I see that as a much more frictionless sale. It's uh, you're just, you're removing hurdles to the, the communication hurdles between the consumer getting in touch with you and you're just taking out all of the friction. You're just putting it out there and, uh, and, they're seeing it and they're able to contact you directly. I have a lot better, warmer communications with first time people than I used to have several years ago. And I think it's because of that philosophy. Um, yeah. So I, you know, that's just the way I go about it. Who knows that might change in six months, but yeah. that's worked for me for the last couple of years. So, you know, I don't, I don't really try to fix anything that's broke, not, not broken. So, right. So you'd mentioned in your first year, you did 25 <laughs> units um, where are you at now? So every year I made it a goal to increase my GCI in some way, shape or form. So it could be through my own production. It could be through, um, uh, better situations. Like, so being from a different company, um, I switched companies quite a bit. I, I was, let's see, one, two, three, five, six. This is my sixth company in, in eight, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, eight years. So that's quite a bit, right? So um, I just jumped around because I got a better split. I got a, a better situation. I got better training, I, whatever it was, right? Every single year. So I systematically through that, if I just did the same every year, but I increased my split at each company, I would have a bigger GCI at the end of the year. Um, but on top of that, if I grew my knowledge, if I grew my skills, I just grew my overall, just, you know, my business, I, I would see exponential growth. Um and then on top of that, I also joined coaching, right? So I have a coach, a real estate coach um, that I've been with for the last four or five years. And through that, I've seen exponential growth, exponential growth just through that. Um, and then every I've just improved, improved every single year. So that first year, um, the next year, I more than doubled my business because I got a, obviously I was on a 50-50 split. So I, that was just a big, that was a big part of it. But on top of that, like I, I did better that year too. So That's I awesome. actually, yeah. So my GCI was like two X that for that second year. And then every single year beyond that, it's been, it's been a pretty good growth. That's fantastic. 
That is absolutely fantastic. That's awesome. If if you knew then what you know now, would you have done anything differently? Um, probably not. I think a lot of things kind of fell into place by luck, but they also say like you work hard, the luckier you get, right? Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that probably that all the time. And I'm like, no, that was pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might have worked way. hard, but that was that was really lucky, you know. I um, think there was. I think Thomas Edison. It, it's the it, the harder I work, the luckier I get. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, I, I was like, you know, I've been fortunate enough, um, and I also was like, okay, like that took the heart. You know, the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, you're an average or median of of the people that you surround yourself with. So. I made a decision to surround myself with more better people, right? More people that have just driver, like driver of success in them. So, um, yeah, just my environment just is really good right now. I'm surrounded by people that just want to succeed and just want to do well um, and generally good people. So that works to my favor. If you could introduce me to some of those, I'm looking to replace some podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally true. I mean, one of the, <laughs> the digs aside, one of the things that I think is, you know, we don't talk about enough maybe on the marketing trench is just that last point because, uh, and, I've, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but Scott and Ricardo have just been such a, you know, huge influence on me and you too, Chris. I mean, just watching you go out there and do what you're doing and put yourself out there and tell your stories. I mean, it's always... I, I, I walk away from your stuff with a smile on my face. Um, even, even today, you posted this video where you were just kind of, you were just venting a little bit about a situation oh, in your neighborhood. <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, dude, I, oh, it hurts. But I, <laughs> you know, like it felt, it, like I felt like I was connecting with you, even though you and I weren't talking, you know, like we weren't hanging out or anything. It was just like, oh, man, like I'm part of Chris's story right now. And this is really fun. Uh, even though this is a bummer of a moment, it's really fun to just kind of see him work through it, you mm. know? Um, and and I think, you know, it's like uh, similarly just the other day, Ricardo called me and he was working through some stuff. He's He's got a little baby girl on the way. Yeah. Um, the first. Yeah. The first in a month, right? Yeah. Dude. The panic is settling in. No, just <laughs> you should take a screenshot of him now. He's smiling now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, weeks, you won't be smiling that much. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, I just think about you know, Ricardo called me up and he's like, Hey man, what am I what what did I not think to buy for my for my kids' nursery? It's those kinds of conversations that I think really deepen relationships, you know. And Chris, you're just so good at having those kinds of conversations over video, bringing people into what you're thinking about, sharing with them the stuff you love. Uh, I I just think it's really, really powerful. Um we're wrapping up here. We're coming, coming to the end of this thing. Is there any question or any thought that we should have explored that we weren't smart enough to ask you about something <laughs> jumps out to you? You guys are probably smarter than me. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just think with the changing times, like uh, I think with everything going on, I, I, I first, uh, the thing that I heard constantly the very first week that the stay at home order happened was, Oh man, we'll get, we'll, we'll be back to normal. And I was like, no, we're definitely, this, this is not like, we're not going back to normal. We're going to find a new normal, right? Hmm. Lives, right? It could be business. It could be social. It's, it could be how you get food. Like it's it all, it's all going to change, which means like your, your mind and your, the way that you do things has to change as well. Like you have to adapt. And like, I'm always thinking to myself, like, how do I stay you know, a step ahead or two steps ahead. And I think just kind of naturally with video and stuff, I was already there, but in, not, and still, even with that, I still got to stay ahead of that. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, like I'm going to be working from home for the rest of the year. I don't know about you guys. Like I'm probably not going to go into the office for the rest of the year, which means but like, like everything's going to be different. Right. And so yeah, like whatever that is for you, I think it's important to understand like, okay, what's my new normal? Like, how do I, how do I shift in these changing times and be relevant and be still successful and all that. And I think, um, you know, cool. It's nice to have. Right. But it doesn't mean that nobody's going to catch up to you. Yeah. That's it. Chris Kwan. And you also sound like, Oh, I was just going to say, you sound like you're, 
you are your biggest competition. I mean, in terms yeah. of creating content, it sounds like you're always trying to improve on your your story and your skill sets and your equipment, and you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're just trying to improve yourself. Yeah, there's definitely people that influence you, right? So you're definitely, you know, you want to like, oh, kind of emulate what's working for them. But it's also kind of a trial and error too. Like, hey, is it going to work for me? Like it, it's a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's just trial and error. Like I've, you know, like what they say about Jordan, like he's he's failed more times than he's actually won or something like that. Or he's missed, he's missed more, something like that. Um, I've failed numerous times. You just don't see it. You know, I just don't, you know, post it out there. You know, maybe if they had all my failures on that or something. Um, you have to start a blooper real channel. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I think people were like, that's kind of a humanizing point of, of marketing yes. too. It's just that if you see failure, if you see struggle, if you see like, you know, frustration, like people can relate to that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's like, okay, cool. I might as well share it, right? Yeah, so... Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, yeah, man. And if you're listening to this podcast, you want to listen to previous episodes where we've talked about other style of video marketing or building trust assets. All of our previous episodes can be found at marketingtrench.fm. Marketingtrench.fm is where we keep our uh, records of different podcasts and things we're thinking about and working on. Also, we are a proud member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. If uh, you want to check out other great shows on lending, marketing, sales, check out realdisrupt.com. The Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative is for people in the real estate industry doing real estate marketing. And then finally, check us out on Facebook if you want to access to any kind of guides or any kind of websites or things that we're coming across and thinking is really valuable. Um, that's where we post our stuff. So join our group. And then also, of course, we broadcast here. So if you don't want to miss another episode of The Marketing Trench, you can find us there. Uh, And finally, we ask that you would like and uh, leave us a review on your favorite podcast Mm -hmm. app. Super helpful. Um, Just gets the word out there, helps people to find us. So if this is something that's bringing value to your life, please do leave us a review, leave us a rating. That would be amazing. Until next time, this has been The Marketing Trench. Yeah. Yeah.